Hello, welcome back to Five Words. Uh, that was a little Glee Club action for you. Uh, singing uh, this intro, and uh, how are you? How are you feeling? Hopefully you're healthy. Maybe you've been vaccinated. Uh, maybe you are part of a super breed of superhuman that is impervious to uh, all all f- f- fucking forms of sickness. Uh, whoever you are, I accept. I don't judge my fans. Thank you for listening. Uh, this is Five Words, the podcast. You know it. We all know it. Maybe you don't know what it is. I realize some of you maybe don't know, but this is a podcast where I have my guests on. Uh, they give me five keywords from a story of theirs. Based on those five words, I try to guess what their story is. And am I right? Got to listen to find out. And this week, uh, this is a friend, a friend, friend first, fellow comedian second, but a gentleman I have known since I've moved to New York, a very funny comedian by the name of Sean Donnelly. That's right. Another guy named Sean. Fucking another loudmouth bearded dude named Sean out there. Probably of Irish descent. You fucking betcha. And I've known Sean for, uh, you know, like I said, since I moved to New York and He's always been one of the funniest, one of the nicest, one of the most interesting, and one of the definitely fucking from Long Islandist guys. He is, I think he's, wait, am I fucking this up? Is he not from Long Island? No, he's definitely from Long Island. But yeah, he's um, just, a, just a hilarious, he's one of those guys that you know uh, whenever everyone walks into the room or whenever everyone's sitting at the comic table, he's someone you want to sit next to. He's got something interesting to talk about. On stage, you watch him because he's funny. He's fucking likable, but he's not a dumb. He's not a hack. You know, he's up there saying interesting shit. He's just great, and you're going to love this episode. It is a wild one. So give it a listen. And uh, check out my website, uh, MeSeanPatton.com, especially if you live in Colorado. Got some dates coming up that are mad socially distant, uh, safe shows that you should come see in the state of Colorado, starting with this Friday and Saturday, the the uh, 19th and 20th of February, Sean, me, and Shane Torres, we are co-headlining uh, some shows in Steamboat Springs, so check that out. I love you all dearly. Thank you for listening. Every week I bring on a guest that makes me want to sing, and this week is no different. <laughs> uh, and that's the first time I've ever sung, so you're actually the first guest that's ever made me sing oh my god I'm yeah so and, it, and it's inspired by the fact that if you're looking if you're watching this right now side by side we look like uh two like tribal leaders of a country where everyone is a rotund bearded person <laughs> or like an alien race that yeah. all, everyone's everyone's like healthy husky that's what i call yeah. us I, I would never call us fat i would say we're healthy and husky yes and we, and we all have beards we look like we're trying to get our get our people's sovereignty right now. We look like yeah. we're just we're right. just a, there's a meeting of the minds to figure out how we can get we can free our bearded yeah. oh yeah and we're all husky people right and we're ready for winter all the time oh all the time constantly Absolutely. ready for winter we can yeah, live in a yeah. cold climate we're fine oh a hundred percent yeah there's yeah there's there's like and there's, we we look like we just have a garage somewhere that we rent like we just look we just look like we have a stuff and yeah. we're all of our preparedness stuff is so we have all of our snow stuff in there yeah. all of our power tools all of our our boat material whatever you need you got in this garage. The, there's a drum kit in there you're like 
what's that for you? Like, in case I got to play drums. <laughs> Sometimes I, I, I do all sorts of tools. I do all tools. <laughs> right, right. I got, I got things in there. Well, that's, yeah, that's another thing I think, because I, 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 I'll definitely be on the joke end of like, oh, a pudgy bearded guy from time to time. But the, right. thing I, the thing I like to like tell those people is like, even if I shaved and dropped 50 pounds and was ripped, I would still be a pudgy bearded guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like, you'd still look, the same way. Yeah. Right. If you, even if I was like fucking jacked with an eight pack <laughs> and like a shaven face, you would look at me and it would be like looking at one of those magic eye pictures. Like the beard would just appear. Just a hologram. Just right, right, right. And just like the, my guts, my six pack suddenly gets a little more rounder and shinier. You know, it's like, this, who, yeah. this is how I am. People just be looking at you like seeing time. They're just seeing into time as they're looking at you. Mm. Now, this is my guest who I have not introduced, whatever. It's, that's, the Sean, that's the Sean Donnelly. The Sean Donnelly. We got some Sean on Sean fucking Irish action going on right now. <laughs> I got a question for you because I'm curious. Yes, sir. You, ha- you have a number in your email address. I do. Do you yeah. mind me saying what the number is? No, I don't mind at all. Number 28. Now, I'm very curious because I'm a fucking numerology guy. Is there a reason for the number 28? Uh, you want to know? It, honestly, it's yeah. the dumbest reason in the world. And, and it, it, I mean, even an idiot for huh. doing it. Even, even when I, So if the number, I'll tell you what the number is. It's the beginning of an old bank code that I had. It's the first two numbers of an old bank code that I would use. So you put in your email because you were testing, you were straight up. You were basically fucking with all kinds of like like sharks or the guys who like steal your passcodes. Like, here's the first two numbers, you pieces of shit. It's in my email address. Yeah, I was I was I was daring people to rob me. You were like but trolling I, trolls. Well, you, I think my logic was, oh, I need a random number here, and this is a number I randomly use for my bank code, so I'll use it on my email. Not realizing yeah. that I'd be giving the number out, even if it's half of it to thousands of people, like, you know, like I that mean, kind of thing. There's still thousands of more or millions of more combinations of numbers. Yeah, no, it would, nobody would ever guess it, obviously. But then but again, mean, maybe there is the guy who's like, I just need the first two numbers, 28, I got it. <laughs> just fucking sure, 100%. But the way, that, but people, I'm, I regret doing it. I want to change my email in the worst way, but I'm too far in. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm so, nah. so in the rabbit hole of Gmail that I wanted, uh, when people bring it up to me, they go, they go, oh, you're not 28. Or they'll go, what, did you get your Gmail when you were 28? And that's not the reason. That I, Dude, did. I mean, I notice most people who have a, bir- uh, a number in their email, it's usually a year they're born. Yeah. And like, so I had that moment where I'm like, Sean wasn't born in 1928, right? <laughs> and this is honestly. Even though I look like I whittle, I was not oh, born dude, in 1928. <laughs> and you look like you're good at whittling. <laughs> Not just you, winning and, competitions, and you have a whole whittling setup in your shed. Yes, absolutely. You go in the oh, shed. There's a bench there's like a, and everything. A bench, yeah. like it's set. To, it's actually cleaned out a little bit. Like you go there sometimes, <laughs> and yet there's like a little mini cooler and a little radio. Absolutely. <laughs> to whittle, whittle into my tunes. I just listen to my music and let it inspire me. But I honestly was like, all right, Sean's from New York. He's from Long Island, right? Mm-hmm. Which means yeah, from the prob- yeah. probably unfortunately a Jets fan, which means no, I'm a time- Giants fan. Okay, so that throws us all. My whole fucking 
I was like, he's, probably a, Jets, was off? Okay, he's yeah. probably a Jets fan, and he was probably a big Curtis Martin guy because that was the only good part of those Jets teams uh, back then. And he probably, and probably in his heart, he's like, I'm the Curtis Martin of comedians. I'm just going <laughs> to grind it out all the time, and I won't be appreciated until after I retire. And then he put that in his email. <laughs> no, but I really wish that was the reason because that's a way more heartfelt reason than why I did it. Uh, and, yeah, it's just like, do, do bank codes, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was a Giants fan because of like, what Super Bowl was it? Nine, I, this is how much of a non football actual guy. Sports, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, actual sports person I am. But I, but like, what, 91 was it when they won the Giants? Like, so it was like. Um, they won before Eli won? Yeah, they oh, won in ninety or ninety-two. I thought I was a decent for, football fan. Oh, they yeah. did. Yeah, Phil Sims. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the so Bill that was Marcells. a big. That was huge, huge. Where I was from, and so I was a Giants fan because of that. But I, but normally, because I'm Mets, also it usually goes Mets Jets. But I was and then, and then, also, and then Mets Jets and also Nets because they rhyme. Oh, that's what you would think, right? Yeah. That's Jets. Then fuck that. Because that's that's an interesting thing for me as a native New Yorker. Do you see? Is there an actual pattern? Because it seems yeah. to me like Yankees, Giants, and Nets are people who move here. That's the teams they end up choosing. That makes sense because the the Nets are like the newest, the cool. They were like this cool factor team that was like, and they're Brooklyn, and a lot of people we know like love Brooklyn. And they have Bed Stuy uh, on their jerseys, which that's the most biggest cash grab I've ever. They have, you know, there's so many just like like <laughs> yuppie dads who bought brownstones in Bed Stuy. Yes. Walking around Absolutely. with their bread style dur- like during the summer, just being like, I loved Biggie. I loved Biggie growing <laughs> up. And you're like, he, he grew up in Fort Greene. It's not exactly yeah. bed style, but no, I, I know, I know, I know, I know, technically. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I um I absolutely think that happens because there's no there's no rhyme or reason for them because they have no like personal attachment to it. But when you grow right. like I'm a Mets fan because I grew up 20 minutes from Shea when Shea was still around. And then the Giants thing was because like we were just, in, I, for some reason, we were just into the Giants. We were just into the Giants. I mean, I th- it's a better, if you're going just based on, like, aesthetic, yeah. the Giants is an infinitely better. Way the, better. The Jets' aesthetic hurts. Like, it looks dirty. Like, I want to, pre- like, every time I see the Jets play, I'm like, somebody should pressure wash the entire team. <laughs> just that dirt green, yeah. that, like, fungus growing on their uniforms. Yes, they, yeah, they just look <laughs> they just unwashed. Have, yeah. <laughs> Oh, they just look like they all got adopted and then put on that team. Like they were just raised to be on a team. Dude, like no There's one, a bunch like, of feral people yeah. that were just put on. <laughs> well, even, even the name of the team, which is like, I don't know, the Jets. <laughs> you know, the Jets are cool, right? They fly. I think what that comes from is like the way, if I had to guess, is because like LaGuardia, remember like, I think LaGuardia Airport was built around the same time, right? Yeah. So yeah. like, I think... People thought of like you're flying into New York. It's a big travel city. Right. So we're the Jets. We're out there, and we're the right. Jets. Yeah, the Jets. It has nothing to do with the Elton John song. <laughs> no, no, not at all. We'd no. have named ourselves the Bennies. We would have been the New York <laughs> Bennies instead. Just like a logo with like a the outline of a guy going. What do you want? What do you want from me? I'm Benny. Yeah, let's, let's ask Benny. <laughs> Don't ask me. Don't ask Don't me. Ask me. No. I'm staying out of this one. <laughs> the New York Bennies. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the Buffalo Bills are not that far off because think about this: the Buffalo Bills are named after Buffalo Bill, so they're they're, they're, oh, they're, so they're the yeah Buffalo, they're the Buffalo Williams. That's the, their mascot is actually dudes named William. 
Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's way worse. The Buffalo I'd Bills. The, at least the Jets is like an object. Uh, you know, it's like a and there's it's a powerful object at least. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. Like people often assume, like no, the Buffalo is it's the bill. That's what's on the side of their helmet. I'm like, no, that's a Buffalo. You dipshits, because the city's called Buffalo. They're they're the Buffalo. Their mascot is a bunch of dudes named Bill, which is that could go anywhere. You could have uh, that Bill Gates or fucking. Bill Ryerson, a guy you've never met who probably doesn't pay alimony <laughs> or child support. Wait, you know? so is there is there a mascot like Buffalo Bill? Is it like an actual Buffalo Bill? That I don't know. I but I think it is like a yeah, like a cowboy looking yeah, frontiersman. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but, but we have a co- we have a couple of friends that are diehard, diehard buff- Buffalo Bills fans like. Just live and die. Like they're the most. I think they're one of the most passionate groups of people I've ever Bill's met. Mafia, dude. But I've also it's also been explained to me by a guy I, who I know who grew up in Queens, who who um, whose New York accent is so thick that sometimes you're like, can you tone it down? Are you fucking with me? But there's certain people you meet, like central casting. It's yeah. like Jesus Christ. But he's like he's a Buffalo Bills fan, and he's like it's because they're the only fucking team that plays in the state of New York. He's like, fucking Giants, fucking Jets, they play in fucking Jersey. Fuck that. Buffalo in the state of New York. That's the only New York football team. Wow. That is some diehard New York-type dedication. Dude. Wow. I've never heard that logic, but he's not wrong. Like, he's not wrong yeah. at all. Right. I, have a yeah. lot of, I have a lot of questions about, like, sports. Sports fans are the most fickle people I've ever Bro, you're encountered. Bro, a fucking like, New Orleans Saints fan here. <laughs> a, guy who, a guy who grew up in the diehard black and gold, fucking bleed, bleed black and gold. Sean Payton shouldn't have been fucking, shouldn't have been suspended for uh, Bounty Gate. That was bullshit. <laughs> um, no, but like even, yeah. like, okay, what is the, because you know I don't know this. What is the whole, you're a good person to ask, yeah. the Tom Brady thing. Now, I, I was talking to somebody about this and they, they gave me the reason why he left, but they weren't sure. Why did he leave the Patriots? Because I always thought of this. The the what the thing the thing that seems the most attractive to me about sports is like the old era type stuff where like yeah. this one guy is this superhero and he stays with this whole team his whole career like I think Mickey Mantle did that for for baseball right he yeah. was a Yankee his whole career correct I mean dude like like jumping from team to team I like I, I probably know more about football than most sports but like it seems like for up until like the nineties like to be traded was not this like normal thing and it was kind of like. It wasn't looked at as like dishonorable, but it was sort of like a, it was a, it, you it had a mark on you. You're like, oh, you got traded. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I remember that too. I remember and that when I was a like kid. It, yeah. It was like, it was like you got, it was like you, you got caught cheating or something. Like it, it, it wasn't like, oh, he's a bad person, but oh, we've got to, he's got to earn our trust again. Right, you know? right, yeah. That's it's like when, you're, when, you're, when, you're, when your parents are like, we're not mad, we're just disappointed. Right, right, right. <laughs> and now it's like common. Like now it's like expected. Like yeah. for, for one player to stay with one team at their entire career is insane. And doesn't that take the excitement out of it a little bit? Because you don't know, like you're just, isn't your loyalty just flip around? Because you're like, well, I shouldn't really like any one of these yeah. players because tomorrow they could be gone. That is why, that dude, that is the one thing that like in the, okay, in 2012, the Saints were in the playoffs uh, and were, that was like a great, they were a great team and they lost it to the Sanford, to the 49ers and I was so distraught. I was in LA at the time and I was walking back to my apartment drunk and a friend of mine who's a fucking 
Niners fan texted me, didn't see the game who won. They were just being a shithead. <laughs> and in response to that text, without even thinking about it, I turned it, it was Blackberry. I had a Blackberry. Yeah. And I fucking hurled it, just oral Hershiser, this fucking thing, into a palm tree. It, it, like that was just right, just like, ah, just like shattered my phone, my Blackberry. And in that moment was like, I need to, I need to stop caring as much. Yeah, and did that really do it? That that yeah, that yeah. you up. Yeah. Because that, it made, that, it made, I mean, that, yeah. that 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 simmering Irish rage. <laughs> yeah. Because like there are like that's that's a good ver like I'm lucky that I'm that guy who just was gonna throw his phone at a tree when no one was looking. Right. There's versions of that that go real dark. Absolutely. There's guys who walk in and just like their kid see their kid and they're like, that reminds me of innocence. Like <laughs> That child reminds me their head looks like a Lombardi trophy, which we won't get now. God damn it. And they just fucking that. And that's fucked up, you know? Like, yes. Right. Like, it's totally fucked up. Right, right. Or they, or they compound it by gambling, uh, uh, betting on the game. Right. Right. And it's like, nah, dude, like I fucking, I'm just a drunk guy who knew no one was looking and just hurled it at a tree that was two feet away. And, oh, absolutely. But like, uh, yeah, that kind of woke me up. But like, I think, I don't know, dude. Like, sports definitely prove that uh, the human ability to fucking like, like, uh, to of rationale is impressive. Like the the lengths that people go to to be sports fans, the things they do themselves, and in the name of like, I, I know a lot of it's fun, but then there are sometimes where it's like the forgiveness of like total dickhead active, like the shit that people say to each other. Like I've been, to, I've only ever been like to different Saints. sports fans. You're saying, yeah, dude, I've only ever been to Saints games, and like I think the Saints have a uh, a reputation as like the nicer, more chill fans, and I've and I've witnessed. Yeah, that I don't. I've never fan. heard them having like a, a yeah. crummy. Yeah, like yeah. I've I've been to the Superdome when the Saints lose and the opposing fans give you shit, and then you end up drinking with a few of them hours later, and it's a great time, you know. Right, but right. I, but I, but like Which my, is normal. Right, my dad and my brother. Like in 2006, when my brother was like fucking, you know, I think he was 12, they went to the NFC's championship game in Chicago and fucking Chicago Bears fans were throwing snowballs with nine volt batteries in them. Jesus at Christ. Fans. And it's like, that's fucking in. Why would you even, why would your brain even go there? It's so also it's, assault. Like, like at that point, yeah. it's fucking assault. I mean, dude, like, I remember a few years back, the Saints played the Giants in the Meadowlands, and I wanted to go. And my friend who's lived here longer than me, who, who like, could have got tickets, was like, dude, I'm not letting you do it because I've done it once, and I, I hated New York for, like, a year after that. He's like, after the shit Jeez. that New York Giants fans were yelling, like, just like, go, so why don't you swim back home? And you're like, yeah, you realize people lost their lives <laughs> that entire fucking, like, their existence in that flood. That'd be like if yeah. they came to New Orleans and be like, oh, two, why don't you take a uh, plane and fly back into the World Trade Center? <laughs> Wait, when you leave here, be sure to fly up into yeah. lower Manhattan, you pieces of shit. Yeah. Like, no one would ever say that. N not Saints fans. Yeah. I'm sure like Bears fans like, or Patriots fans. Yeah, the, yeah the, the New Orleans could be like, get out of here. Mohammed out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I get some good-natured fucking ribbing. Yeah, but, but not when it, it goes to, like, the core of your being, where it's like, jeez, yeah. come on, man. 
Like I like I know one time there was Titans fans and I was at a Saints game and I I, my, I remember being like the barbecue in Tennessee's dog shit compared to Texas. <laughs> yes, yeah, like, yeah. That's yeah. nothing to do. It's like it's harmless, harmless. Har- Except for the five people who take barbecue way too seriously. <laughs> and I'm, I love barbecue, but I would still be like, all right, whatever. I love barbecue, and I'm going to go on record and say Peach's Barbecue Pit in Brooklyn's just as good as anything I've had in fucking Austin, Texas. Okay? I've never, I'm saying I've never been it. to Peach's. Where's Peach's? It's in, uh, it's in, it's in like Bed-Stuy. <gasps> I'm going. I'm freaking going. Dude, I mean, like, I look, I think all the barbecue in Texas is fucking fantastic. I've been it's to Frank. Good. I've been to Franklin's. I've been to Iron Gate, wherever it's called. I've been to that little town you're supposed to drive to an hour and a half outside of Austin. I've had all the Texas barbecue. It is fantastic. But I've also had barbecue here in Brooklyn and in Manhattan even that's, like, just as great. I have not. I have not. Yeah. I haven't had this Peaches place. But I have not found a place in New York that's better. I've been to Terry. Bl- I've been to Iron Cross in Austin. I've been Cross. To, uh, yeah. te- uh, um, Terry Black's is the best, hands down, which is in Austin. Yeah. And I think that's the one that had the family feud thing, where they, they had one outside Austin, and then the family split up, and they opened one okay. in Austin. But it's hands down the best barbecue I've ever had in my life. I, like it, it blows away New York. Like you know what yeah. I'm basing on though. Here's the thing, man. Are you a brisket person? Yeah, dude. Oh, okay. That's what I base all this on because from what I've learned about, but that's the hardest thing you can make. I mean, yes, it's a, it's it's yeah. just a time thing, though. It's not. It's a consistent heat thing. It's oh, is not that what it is? Okay, okay. Yeah, you have to. So basically, what they have to do, and what I've learned, I'm a freaking. I don't know what I'm talking about, but basically, what they have to do is. And when they do the traditional way, make sure that not only that it's on, it's being smoked for the right amount of time, but that it's at the same consistent heat the entire time. So, but it's really hard to do with all the elements around it. That's why these guys build wooden structures around it. That's yeah, why yeah. they have all sorts of contraptions and, and, and shafts to put the wood in. So it's, it's more direct heat or the, the current, whatever it is. And because brisket is super easy to, to fuck up. That's why... Oh, that's yeah, why yeah. a lot of people, that's why these places, a lot of restaurants in New York, like, yeah, there's tons that are great. But like, put it this way, hometown barbecue I went down to in, in, in Red Hook, right? Me and, uh, I think you know Jason Salmon, another comic who's really into barbecue. Yeah, sure. We go to all these barbecue spots. We went to, we were, for months, we're like, we can't wait to go to hometown, hometown, hometown. Finally, we get a chance to go. And I was like, it's not as good as some other places in New York. Like, people just hype up certain barbecue. But if you really, the yeah. way that brisket's supposed to be, it's supposed to be, there's a certain look to it and a certain feel to it and taste to it that I've only had in basically Austin is where I had the perfect version of it. Now that you're saying that, I'm, I'm recanting my statement because I do, I do remember the fatty brisket at, at Iron. Is it Iron Cross? Iron, iron. Maybe it's Iron Gate. I thought it was Iron. It's iron, it's iron something, but yeah, I think yeah. it's we're thinking of the same place because it's down yeah, on and, Red River. And you went when we went for like Moon Tower or whatever it is. I was there for yeah, like a South by Southwest, I think actually. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was there for like, but I've also been to that when I've just gone to Austin to like do Cap City or do uh, which yeah. By the but which by the way, did you know? Did you you know Cap City closed right? Uh, I know Cap City closed, and I just heard about um, helium. No, are they buying it, the spot? Helium bought Cap City. 
Whoa, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's, there's going to open helium. And yeah, what, say what you were going to say. Say what you are going to say. And, and I also heard that. about the creek in the cave. That Which is, going, is fantastic news. Fantastic. I did yeah. not think that would happen in a million yeah. years. And, and, and it's very exciting. I like that Austin is basically making a power grab to be like one of the top three comedy scenes. They could you know do it. I mean? They could easily <laughs> no, it's do it. Easily. It's, it's, and they always have been. Austin's always been a great comedy scene. But like now it's might be like it's going to level up even more. It's always it, been great. But I like think it's gonna, I already don't. I don't think like I don't know what you consider number two. Like I think we can still say New York's number one just by reputation. But New York's not going to be the same for another two, year, two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That the, what, what it was. So that's why this is the, this is the chance to like gain this title. I, um, I, yeah, I think you have to have New York and L.A. in the conversation just because L.A. has so many great comics living out there. That's if you're basing yeah. on that, I think you're right. But I think as far as like stand up goes, or like, yeah. like like opportunities to perform and, and to get up and to actually quality of like the, the, the venues and the situations. I think Chicago is better than L.A. when it comes to stand up. Well, my sit, my five cities outside of New York and LA for stand up. I've actually fucking done. I did. I wrote an article about this for uh, Whalebone oh. Magazine. We're oh, always nice. we're always Chicago, Denver, Atlanta, Austin, and um, uh, I. Th- it, it alternated at the time, but at the time I thought DC. So I thought DC D- DC had like three great clubs. Yeah. And I've DC, had fun in DC. I've yeah, had fun in DC, but I, but I, yeah. I would only do big hunt. I've never done. I've never done a weekend at the DC Improv. Well, I've only done the small room at the DC Improv, but it was still great. And yeah. like, I did a one nighter in the large room, and it was great. And yeah, the the big hunt's great. And I even thought the DC Draft House, not the Arlington Draft House, the DC Draft House, was great. And I'm hoping they all reopen. I think DC is a very underrated city. I think it's arguably it the most underrated city on the East Coast. From going there, from doing Big Hunt for a couple of times, I've liked it way better than I thought I did. Like I remember, I yeah. went there as like a kid, and then when I started going for comedy, I'm like, oh, it's way, way better than I than I realized. Way, well, just, you're absolutely yeah. right. And just well, just by, like even like the like the culture, even like the nightlife, yeah. and like hanging out in the neighborhood. I'm like, DC's fucking awesome. Yeah, but yeah. No one is. ever, no. But everybody just associates it with with with, with whatever administrations in office. <laughs> yes, yeah. They <laughs> can't escape that shit. Right. But here's here's the thing, man. Yeah. I think that Austin has a chance to like become number two in the country because look at they're going to have helium fill up that spot where, yeah. where Cap City was, yeah. and then you and then I'm sure Creek in the Cave will be more of a smaller venue. So you're going to have that same thing that New York has. We have the dichotomy yeah. between the different different venues. Well, you're going to have. I mean, Cap City. If, if if anyone's ever been to Cap City or any Austin people's, Cap City was already kind of outside of the of the. It was, it just was. Like, and that's yeah. where Helium's going to be. And it was a great club. When it was capped, so I don't and see it's why. Big. It's a and big Helium's space. a great chain, so like they'll fucking make it yes. a great club. Yeah. Like Helium's probably the actually the best, well, inarguably the best comedy club like franchise in the country. Yeah, I would say um, so. Yeah, absolutely. I don't even think it's comparable. Like, uh, and I'm sorry, improvs, but you know what no. I mean? like, like Helium's I don't know got about, you yeah. there. I don't know about you, but I had a thing where. Yeah, I remember coming up and I was like, if I can just get myself into the funny bones, I'll be set. I'll be fucking set. I'll be this. That'll be it. That'll be the thing. And then I got in the funny bones. and I'm like, this kind of sucks. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I, I never even I never even fucking tried. I mean, was, I've, done, I've done a couple, but like, I'm, it's, I'm yeah, 
I did a, for a year. I did like a handful of them, and I and I and I and I do, I'll do them every once in a while. But I'm like, oh, this isn't making me feel better about myself. I thought this would be like, oh my god, this is amazing. And it's not. Don't get me wrong. It, yeah. it, it could be good or bad. I'm not shitting on it completely. But I'm just saying, like, oh, it's like the job, job part of this. But heliums. Yeah are like the fun part and the job part at the same time. Well, yeah, like uh, the staff at every helium is fucking great and they like comedy. Yes. That's you know, the key. and, and I'm, and so like the, uh, the Austin, like, so it going from cap city to helium is a fucking upgrade. You know what I mean? Like, and not that cap city was bad. Cap city, no, was, cap city was great. One of the best clubs in the country. Top yeah. five easily. Yeah. Maybe even top. Yeah. Like I, I, I put it up in top fucking I put five, top five. Yeah. but like it was an independent club and now it's going. It's, so it's like, it's going to be fucking great. And I'm not just saying this about helium because my album scuttlebutt is on helium records. Uh, <laughs> no, there. Nor is my, nor because my other podcast raw beef is on helium <laughs> podcast networks. Those are just coincidental things to me, but there's a reason I fucking put my album out on helium. Cause I fucking was like, Oh, you guys are doing a record label. Well, I love your clubs. So this makes total fucking sense across well, the board. I'll tell you this much. I'm not saying this for the same reason because I am doing an album with the Helium Records and I felt the same exact way. So this has just become, welcome to the Helium <laughs> Comedy the Helium Club. Helium Love Fest. No Love Fest, Fest <laughs> podcast. Well, no, but that being said, like, I, I do, I, I know that, like, I'm, I, I, I'm walking something back here because I, I'm, I'm kind of being a piece of shit right now. Uh, not with the Helium things, but with barbecue because... The oh, one time, yeah. the one time I had Franklin's barbecue, which people wait hours in line for. Yes. Um, I was shooting a show with with Jay Larson called Best Bars, and we didn't we didn't yes. wait in line. We had like a PA wait in line while we went, went and shot other shit. And then we got in and started interviewing people in line, and there were people who said they'd been waiting in line like six hours and shit like that. And some people who brought like snacks and like a lunch to eat while waiting in line. <laughs> crazy and it and it drove me so i was so like over and i was kind of fucking drunk because the bar the show was called best bars so we'd been drinking boozing, yeah so there was this part of me that was so just like overwhelmingly like ups not upset but just like why the fuck would you wait all day for food and i, I still, agree i still stand by that like if you're someone who waits five six hours for food Sure, go so fine. That's you. It it baffles me and confuses me and almost pisses me off because you're not doing mind, it because of the food. You're not doing it. Well, you're doing it so you can go tell people I went to Franklin's. Well, also, food's one of those things where like it does it all does the same thing. Right. It's certain you're hungry and now you're not hungry. I get it. There's the enjoyable eating of the food, like mm, this is delicious, but at the end of it all, you are satiated. Yeah, absolutely. And and on top of that, you're in a city where you could throw a rock and probably have a very comparable meal to Franklin's. And I remember, but I remember having Franklin's and in my head being like, this is fantastic. Like I, I remember the fatty brisket. I always get fatty brisket. Shit was amazing. Melting in your mouth. But I also remember the other side of my head that hated the fact that I knew people waited in line so long (laughs) for it, that it completely tainted the experience. Yeah. So so, that's kind of fucking, yeah. <laughs> that is, no, that I a hundred percent agree, dude. I, yeah. I, I think that I think, but I, I really do think they're doing it for other reasons. I think they want to eat it, but I think there's also like, oh, like, and then I guess some people like thrive on that idea where it's like it's an experience. We're all hanging out. We brought beers for the line, and we're chilling out. And it's like I guess it's almost like you're tailgating, and the main event is you're going to 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 Franklin's, right? And uh, and it's such good barbecue that it's like all right, fine, but. 
like I said, the multiple places I've been to in Austin, like it, they, they, they're comparable to Franklin. Oh they, yeah, dude. It's very comparable. Now, if you're in the middle of, I don't know, Dayton, Ohio, actually, which Dayton, which does have a couple of barbecue places, but if you're in the middle of, um, it's a better place. Like, I don't know. Uh, like Vancouver, Washington, Vancouver, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's yeah. nothing. And then they're like, this place just, it blows away anything in a 300 mile radius. Then yeah. Okay. I get that more at least, you know, have you ever like, have you ever been, uh, to like England, for example? I've never been to England. No, I've been to Ireland. All right. Okay. I've made this probably exists in Ireland, but I've only seen and it was it was Belfast, so it was kind of like England. <laughs> yeah, I mean, technically, yeah, it's the UK. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um. So wait, what? You fucking Protestant? You drinking fucking Bushmills? <laughs> no, you know what it was for. Remember, it was for. Do you remember that when I did that? I was friends with you then. The Me, Belfast Saint Comedy Jermaine. Festival. No, me, St. Germain, McCaffrey, and this guy, Colin Dempsey, who doesn't do comedy anymore. We did a, a Bushmills whiskey ad campaign. right, dude. <laughs> oh, In 2010. Dude. Bushmills, very underrated whiskey as well. I like it. It's not bad at all. It's great. I fucking, I'm an Irish whiskey bitch. Like, I can't, like, I've tried, I've had scotch in Scotland, and I'm still like, I don't, I, I can have one glass. No, and I like just, whiskey as well. I get overwhelmed by the peed. But Irish whiskey, I'm like, give me that kind of sassy sweet. Like, I fucking love it all. But Bushmills, yeah. Bushmills was my first. It was my Irish whiskey cherry pop. Oh, but, was uh, it? Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, and it was fucking, it was the first whiskey I ever ordered neat. Okay, all right, that makes sense. Yeah, I feel like I think this, Jameson is mine, but yeah. This comment, this feels like this episode is sponsored by Helium Comedy Clubs and now Bushmills Whiskey. Not bad sponsors. It feels like we're doing a sizzle to revamp uh, Best Bars. Yeah, this new, we're doing it. Fuck it. You know, to the two Shawns. <laughs> well, wait. I got, no, so I have known you. You, I'm, you were one of the guys I met like within my first few months of living. Yeah. Yeah, because of and the mics. Open mics. We met the mics and we fucking ran. I, so you used to run, and you remember, there used to be this great comedy club that no longer exists in New York. It was called Comics. Right. And it, it was in the meatpacking district on 14th and 9th. And it was awesome. Like the showroom was beautiful. And it had this little uh, lounge downstairs called Ochi's Lounge. That was maybe like a 50-seater. And Which was like a storage room that that woman, Cambry Cruz, just like cleaned out and made like a, a free room. Right. And, peop- and the, the only bad part about that room was that you had to go through it to get to the bathrooms. Yes, you did. So whenever the big show let out downstairs, if you were doing a show in Ochi's, you had to deal with the bathroom rush. <laughs> but then sometimes they would stay and watch that show also. Yeah, so it could pay off. But overall, you're right. It's a shitty situation. But that, that club was awesome because of the way they booked it but it was it, i don't think it survived and it was mainly because it was in the fucking meatpacking district i and think it was also a tad bit was, too early i think if it was came out a couple of years later it would have stayed open yeah but you're right and it was meatpacking everybody was too cool to go to a comedy club back then over there oh yeah dude now over there it would be more popular because it's comedy got that bubble started like after it i feel like the trendiness right. of comedy got way more trendy like a year and a half that. or so yeah, yeah yeah exactly and the people who ran that were awesome they were awesome people awesome. i'm still friends with them they're awesome yeah. people what i remember the most about it though was like finding out that it had been bought Right, that they had this group, this investors group, had bought the club, and the, but everyone being like, it's still going to be the same though. They're all dedicated to comedy. And I remember showing yeah. up for a set, and the comics logo that was on the stage, just comics, had been removed and replaced <laughs> with just this like generic like painting, like corporate yeah. art piece, and it was like, 
Oh, that's not a good sign. Well, you know why? Is because it was club guys, and they yeah. were they were using the room for multiple things, it's like nightclub shit, nightclub like, shit. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. like nightclub. And they were bun- They were. I don't even know the guys' names. I could, so I couldn't even tell you. But they were a couple of scumbags, and the manager at the time told me that they would they would come in looking for the for the money. And she used to hide cash in the ceiling so she could pay out the waitstaff for their shift pay. Fuck, dude. Yeah, yes. those kind of That's, guys are like, I want everything. I, I own this yeah. now. Give me everything. Yeah, yeah. The kind, of, the kind of guys who buy a place and then if you're like, oh, man, this is a nice place you just bought. They'd be like, you like it? Make me offer right now. <laughs> yes, right, right, right. Make me an yeah. offer right now. It, it, it'd be a, yeah. it could be a bracelet yeah. or a giant right. five thousand square foot comedy club. You yeah, buy exactly. today. You buy today. I throw in two thousand fifteen <laughs> Hyundai Sonata. Huh? I throw it on me. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So no, that's what it was like. And then, yeah. and that's how we knew how important the people that worked there and, and owned it were because the minute that happened, we were all like, oh, this is over. And it was over oh, in yeah. like, I don't know, maybe not even six months, right? It was like over. It was, Dude, done. It was, like, it was fast, bro. Yeah. Yeah. It I was, think was, everybody knew that it was bad. Yeah. 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 It was, I mean, this is fucking morbid. This is dark, but it reminded me a lot of my, the way my grandmother died where she got like diagnosed with cancer and then like refused to do chemo and then was just gone almost. You know what I mean? It was that, that oh kind of God, shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like, that's dark. I know I had to do But it. I know what you mean. It yeah, had that same kind like, of feeling. I could see that. The thing that you loved, it was just like, oh, bye, fuck. You know, <laughs> and like now you're a, now you're now, and now it's, a, now it is a, uh, it's one of those like markets where you like can yeah. walk in and like eat in the market. Yeah, it has like they have like, all the vendors, uh, and you walk around. They have like a lobster roll guy and yeah, a soup it, person like a and a full a dessert. Full, what's that shit called? Not a craft fair. What the fuck am I? Uh, um, farmers um, market. Farmers like a, market. It's yeah. like a full time farmers market. Yeah, but so but, but the other thing I want to I just want to tell you really quickly, but where we met even before that was Village Lantern because oh that's both, where we met. Yeah, we yeah we would switch off hosting a mic there, and I think. There was a, I think either I saw you the next day after this happened, there was a comic, this woman who was a very nice woman, not a great comedian, but she was very nice. And she had just gotten like accosted on the subway. Did I ever tell you this story? She got, she got like attacked on the subway because her music was coming out of her headphones. And some guy was like, turn down your headphones. And she was like, no. And the guy pushed her up against a wall and was like, and and, going to attack her. And then these teenagers come over. And they saved her and they, and they pushed the guy out the train, whatever happened that just happened. And then she had to go do the mic. So I brought her up and she's, she thought it'd be a good idea to tell that story in the middle of the set. She starts breaking down. I'm not exaggerating Fuck, at all. Dude. She starts breaking down hysterical crying, yeah. like almost to the point where she, I thought she was going to go on her knees. Like she was that bad. And I went, what, the, what do I, I didn't, I was, I was what, two years in the comedy, a year yeah, in the comedy. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah, know what okay. to do. So I'm sitting there. So I just kind of went up and just get, I hugged her and then was like, okay, I'll see you. And then I just, I don't even know how we kept, we kept, had to keep going with an open mic. It was brutal. It was brutal. Yeah. Like there's nothing you can't from the crowd go, how bad is it? Like, <laughs> like you can't, you can't do anything. You have to be human in that moment. You have to, just you have walk to be up, exactly. Which is, exactly. Which is all, you know, just walk up and be like, Hey, hey, and they're just treated like an improv scene. Yeah, yeah. You can't yes end somebody crying. Like you can't, or, can't. Yeah, or you just do like a therapeutic improv scene where you walk up and be like, hey, it's okay. We've got the guy right here. And then somebody's like, turn the music down. And then she just beats the shit out of that guy. 
And that dude, but that dude's willing, like, yeah, man, I'll be the avatar for you <laughs> to, to beat the you, shit out of. To get you through this. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, we'll help. We'll help. I can take some punches. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, dude. Well, dude, the fucking, so at, you used to have that, that weekly show in Ochi's Lounge. Yeah, so I was there Mondays and Saturdays. Mondays was the mic, and then Saturdays yeah. was the real show. So one of my favorite, most eye-opening experiences early in comedy happened at one of your shows. Okay. And I think I've told we've had we've talked about this before, but basically, so it was it was one of your it was a show, it was a full house. I don't remember which day of the week it was. I just remember Mark Marin comes in. Okay. And this was in two thousand and eight. So back then, people like pre what the fuck, Mark Marin was this like comedian's comedian. Yes. Right. But I I I knew who Marin was, and every comedian knew who he was. But he was not at all like famous or super successful like he is now and he was also somewhat of a bitter dude back then because that's why that's his whole personality is based on that right was that the whole idea of the podcast was reconciling because he was a piece of shit back in the day or something kind of yeah yeah yes but also like back then i remember because i'd seen him at a couple of shows around new york uh and he had just like it was almost like he was going on stage and just rip himself apart. And it was right. like, whoa, man, why? But I remember he comes into the show, Dochi's, and he goes on, and all the comics are like, oh, fuck, Marin, you know? Yeah. And he goes on stage, and he's doing, you know, he's in two or three minutes into his set, and it's not going, and it was a full house of audience member, and it's members, and it's not going particularly well. And then he, I'm standing next to Norman, Mark Norman, and we're in the back of the show by the bar and uh, nor, uh, you know, Baron does a joke and it's, and it's funny, but it doesn't get a big laugh, but it gets a big laugh from Norman. And if you've ever heard like Mark yeah. Norman's legit laugh is, ha, <laughs> it's like, he really, ah, like a fucking robot. Yeah. Right. And he fires off that, ha, and Marin hears it and fucking snaps. <laughs> and, and do you remember this? He's just like, okay, oh, oh. okay. Okay, you think I don't know what that fucking laugh is? You think I haven't been in this long enough to know that you're fucking laughing in this bullshit, sarcastically quasi hipster bull? Oh, what are you? Oh yeah, I know what the fucking back of the room. I know what you fucking guys are thinking. Like, oh, this guy came up with Louie. Look at him. <clears throat> he's not. He's nowhere. He's fucking. Well, fuck you. You're not gonna fucking be anywhere. I. And he started like. <laughs> he just unloads, and just starts ripping apart. Basically, the entire existence of comedians. Of comedy, yeah, yeah. And it starts murdering. Yeah, like, now yeah, the entire, yeah. all the civilians in the room are like, ha psychos. <laughs> and now he's just, like, raw murdering. And just, like, people are dying fucking laughing. Oh, that's so funny. And, and now, Marin, you can tell his confidence is back up. And now he's, like, then he goes into his fucking set, and he's killing now, and he's having a great set. And then his closing joke gets nothing. It just kind of like falls flat. And of I look course, at, at that point, I, he's right. He should have known that, yeah. Right. And I look over at Mark and I'm like, please do it. Please just, <laughs> please just get him with a ha, like just to close out the set. But it was like, no, dude, I'm not fucking, didn't do it. He was like, no, 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 no. He would uh, cut to now. He would have done it now. Oh, he now he would have done, done it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I told, I told, I fucking, Marin's a good dude. I told him that story. Uh, like years later, we were in Australia actually. Fucking at yeah. the Melbourne Comedy Fest, and I told Marin that story, and he was just like sitting there chewing his fucking nicotine gum. He's like, 
Uh, yeah, that's not, uh, that doesn't make me feel good about myself. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. I'm like, I'm yeah, sorry, dude. <laughs> I'll tell it on my podcast a few years later. <laughs> but it's funny. It's so funny. And also, like, now, it's not like you're punching down. It's like the guy, look at the guy now. Yeah, you my, know, Mark's, like a, Mark's a massive success. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so anyway, let's get to mass, mass speaking of massive success, uh, let's get to the success story that is your story, undoubtedly. So, your five words. What what are they? Okay, so my five words mm-hmm. are. Uh, um, hold on, we're gonna do. Oh, here right. we go. I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of ones that are okay. Raw in the moment, in the real. Yeah, let me see. So, uh, so uh, just so I make sure I use them again. Bar. Yep. N- New York. Yep. Text. Yep. Cab. Flip phone. Bar, New York, text, cab, flip yeah. phone. Yeah. Flip phone. Bringing it back. All right. Based on these five words you just told me, this uh, I feel like this story is about the time that you were studying for the bar exam, right? Because, <laughs> uh, you know, every young comedian goes through this where they're like, should I be a lawyer instead? You know? Maybe right. I, my yeah. love of performing is actually a love of giving closing arguments. So <laughs> you're studying for the bar exam uh, in New York, where you're from. That's obvious, right? And you get a text uh, from your buddy who's like, hey, man, why don't you come out, meet me out front? I got a fucking cab. You know, and you're like, what is that? What's the, what's the fucking matter? What's the point? Why? Okay, yeah, <laughs> sure. I'll come meet you. And you come out, and he, you're expecting him to be sitting in the back of a cab. But no, he's got a fucking cab. He's driving a cab. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, I stole this cab. Also, check the trunk. He pops it. It's full of flip phones, just cases and cases <laughs> of Motorola razors, right? And you're like, what are you doing with this? He's like, dude, I got it, man. Fuck it. I'm going to sell these flip phones. I'm going to flip these flip phones. I'm going to flip them, <laughs> right? And I'm going to pay yeah. not only for your bar exam, but, uh, you know, then for my uh, nightclub. Because he wanted, obviously, a guy like that probably wants to open a nightclub. And right. you realized how ridiculous, just that's the fucking stupidest idea I've ever heard. But also, that's the kind of person I'll probably end up defending if I pass the bar <laughs> and become a lawyer. So you were like, no, dude, I can't. Yeah, I'm not going to be a lawyer. I'm going to help you flip these phones. I'm going to take my cut and start comedy. And that's what happened. <laughs> dude, you... Nailed it, one hundred. I can't even believe that you can do this. Well, it's embarrassing because I should have reminded you to tell me five words from a story you've never told me before. Because if you know Sean Donnelly, you've been drinking with him, <laughs> and he's told you about the flip fun seed money for his comedy career. <laughs> Wait, do you do you think you know what what the story is? I have no fucking clue. What it yeah, is. yeah. No, no. no what yeah. is, what's the real story? That that story was great. I think that's a fantastic story. Uh, so this is. Um, this is a story about how I almost got murdered. Oh, that's strange. Um, yeah, basically. So me, it, this is about me and a, my friend uh, who's who's from Ireland. This kid moved from Ireland when he was, Wait, real when quick. He was like 12 years old. Do you know a lot of like like Irish people? Not a ton, no. They, I know a few. I just know a few. I know but, I'm, a couple of my family and then I know this kid and a couple of. A okay, couple of, all right. Yeah, it seems yeah, like there's, not, an Irish, there's an Irish person in your like and, orbit all the time. 
That, yeah, I think that just happens. I think that just whatever. But yeah, um, yeah, because yeah, because I do have another story that involves an off the boat Irish person. You're right. Um, oh, I should maybe I should have told you that one. Anyway, but this is this is about this is more about me than this. You know, whatever it is. Um, so what happens is uh, we go to this bar and uh, <laughs> we um, I'm not really we're, we're we're drunk already. So we go of to this course. bar in New York City and. Um, we're at, we're hanging out at the bar. And, uh, at one point this, this my friend who's from Ireland is like, was like a, kind of a crazy person. The kid is just nuts. Like he used to just, there's tons of stories about this guy just being crazy. Just he's one of these people that like, yeah. put it this way. If, if anybody has one of those people that you're like, should we invite this guy? Like, it's like, that's the kind of guy that he is. Like, that's the kind of guy. And, and you, and you're talking about Irish crazy. I'm talking about Irish crazy, which is way bigger is than American, deep, crazy. which is yeah. a deeper, more like, Fucking yeah. no- novel worthy crazy. Exactly. So we're drinking yeah. at this bar. We're like half paying attention to what, what each other's doing. You know, we're, we're at a bar. Like it's, it's a packed bar in New York City. Right. Probably 15 years ago. I'm in my 20s, whatever it is. I, he's t- I, maybe I saw him talking to this girl at one point. I wasn't paying attention, right? right. So we're, we're about to leave. We're about to leave. And he goes, we, we walk, we're almost over at the door. We're like at the door to the bar. And he goes, he goes, actually, one second. Do me a favor. He goes, hold the door open with your foot like you're looking inside for somebody, and I'll be right back. And I go, no, and I, but I'm drunk. So he's like, come on, please, please. And I'm like, all right. So I do it. So I'm kind of holding the door open awkwardly with my foot, um, pretending I'm looking for somebody in the bar, like, oh, uh, I don't see him. My, the Irish kid out of nowhere comes barreling out the door, boom, like a, like a bullet, out the door, speeds, right? Okay. After him comes about like, five like jock like white boys from long island or jersey or westchester just Hell big yeah. dudes just running after him as fast as they can he's gone though right i see this happen and i'm like i don't have no idea what just happened i let the door close and i just start moseying <laughs> i just start walking away right so, as you of, should as you absolutely should right so out of nowhere from behind me i hear two voices go hey Wait up a sec. Hey, slow down. Hey, buddy, slow down. And then I go, I, and I turn around. They go, yeah, you, come here. And I go, oh, shit. So they kind of walk over to me. I kind of walk over to them. And they go, what's up? And they go, where's your friend? So I should tell you, as it turns out, the reason they were chasing my friend is because yeah. while we were hanging out in the bar, he hit on some girl and she okay. rejected him. And then she was with these dudes and he didn't realize whatever happened, right? Right. So then we went, we, went to the, remember we went to the door and then he went back in. When he went back in, he took a full beer and he dumped it on the girl's head. That's, and that's how you handle rejection. That's exactly in, how you In fucking Kilkenny. I gave you the Galway ghost. <laughs> you owe me three chickens. Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, so cut to me back on the sidewalk. My friend is nowhere to be found. No, he's gone. He's gone. So it's just me, right? It's just me out there. Two dudes are just talking to me at this point. And they go, well, people also don't realize Irish people can shape shift after they break the law. <laughs> yeah, he became a coyote really quickly. Yeah, exactly. Took off. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so they come outside and they go, uh, they go, what happened? You know, where's your friend? And I go, what friend? <laughs> and they go, your friend that you were at, at the bar with. I go, I don't know what you're talking about, man. And he goes, they go, don't fucking lie to us. He goes, your friend spilled beer on my girlfriend's head. 
Yeah. Where the fuck is your friend? And I go, I don't know what you're talking about, man. I have no idea what you mean. And then, so then one of the dudes just gets on, starts getting on his flip phone. That's where flip phone comes from. Yeah, baby. And uh, gets on his flip phone and he starts, it's like he's feverishly T9 texting, like on his phone. And then he's just going, sucks for you, man. Sucks for you. Your friend just left you here. Sucks for you. Your friend just left you here. Oh, Out buddy. of nowhere. Yeah. From behind me. Two other guys start moseying up behind me. They just from grow. In, yeah. From in front of me. It was like the Ducky Boys scene in The Wanderers. Remember The Wanderers with the Ducky Boys? They just out of nowhere, they're just, there's fucking 400 of them. Two more start coming from my front. Two yeah. more start coming from across the street, like from another bar or something. So yeah, yeah. at the end, there's probably, I'll be, I'll be, I'll tell the truth. <laughs> A there's- fire truck pulls up and there's just a bunch of, <laughs> bunch of them get off. There's, there's 10 dudes surrounding me at this point. 10 dudes going, what the fuck's your friend's problems, man? He, he, he spilled beer on my girlfriend. What are you going to do about it? And they're like, they didn't touch me yet, right? So they, they've, they've just been around me yelling at me, and they're all, they're all screaming at me. They're texting for more of their friends come over. Maybe a couple of more come over. Out of nowhere, in my pocket, in my, on my flip phone, I feel buzzing. My, I feel buzzing, and, I, and I'm like, I know it's my friend that left. I know it is. And I'm in the I'm in a circle of these dudes that want to murder me, and yeah. I'm like I don't know I don't know, and I am so nervous. My my throat is in my stomach, you know. And then out of nowhere, I look over to my left, my peripheral vision, and my friend is in a cab uh, on, on the other side. They're, they don't see him because they're all looking at me. Right. He's outside the circle in a cab, pointing. Get in the cab. Get in the cab. Get in the cab. Go ahead. Get in the cab. And he has his phone. Like he's. Te- I'm texting you. Get in the cab. Get in the cab. Jesus. And I'm sitting there, like you know, when somebody like you can't, you can't not nod your head. And I'm going, no, 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 no. I'm shaking my head like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so these guys don't notice me. So he sees me go, no, no, no. So he's freaking out. He's in the cab. And I, I'm not even looking at him anymore because I don't want them to see him. So I'm sitting there. They're getting worse and worse. They're drunk. They're in my face. These guys are bigger than me. Maybe not oh, all yeah, of them. Oh, yeah. But a lot of them. Fucking, you said there was 10 of them? 10 of them. 10 of these dudes surrounding me, right? So I'm thinking, I'm like, what am I supposed to do? To, and this is in New York City. I don't know if I ever mentioned that. Obviously, this is in New York City. I right. think I said that already. I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm like, I literally have all these fucking big white dudes around me. And they're, yeah. and they're yelling at me. They're screaming, sucks for you. Your friend left you. But fuck you. You're going you're gonna to have to pay for it. You're going to blah, 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 blah. You're yelling at me. So I'm like, what can I do? And then I realized... I'll just go berserk. I'll just go. Yeah, I'll dude, just the go. Irish way, baby. <laughs> yeah. So I just out of nowhere and like it was almost like in the like it was like a record stopping. I go fucking shamrock to shenanigans. <laughs> I pulled out a shillelagh and I just started swinging. I, li- I like the idea that in your head, fucking House of Pain started playing. <laughs> just jump <laughs> around <laughs> or the fucking- song. The Departed song just starts playing. Did you just see, see Everlast shows up in the background just in an old fucking Celtic starter jacket and just nods like, you know what to do. You know what to fucking do. And I literally, I just had not to, not, and when I say freak out, I mean, I mean verbally freak out. I don't mean I started fighting these dudes. I freaked out and I said, I go, listen, what the fuck do you want me to do? Uh, he was, he's not my friend, man. I met him tonight. I don't even know this guy. What the fuck do you want me to do? You, what, are you, what are you gonna do? You're gonna beat me up? You're gonna beat me up for something this kid fucking did? And I'm losing, I'm like spitting out of my mouth like I am now. I'm yeah. losing my mind. I'm like, what the fuck? Why am I gonna get fucking punched because this fucking guy did something you don't like? What the fuck? I'm not him. What the fuck? I'm losing my mind. All, uh, the guys right in the front go, whoa, whoa, all right, fine. It, well, no, no, yeah. we didn't, we're not gonna beat you. We're just, but, and they did that like, 
like that yeah. thing where like you sober up and go, oh no, we can't fucking kill this kid for right, doing right. nothing. So then I'm like, I go, so then I go, well, all right, well, good luck finding him. Bye. And I just, <laughs> just walked well played, well played out of the circle. Well played. So that's the, that's the real story. My instinct in that would have been to start <laughs> masturbating in front of everyone. <laughs> that would have like, been, you going to hit me? Fucking do it. <laughs> and then they're all like, whoa, man, you're exposing yourself. That would have been way better. That would have been a much no, more you, interesting way to do it. No, dude, you. This is how I know we're both cut from the same cloth because uh, I had a extremely similar situation happen. Not my Irish friend, just a fucking dipshit I grew up with. Uh, got got into a spat with a girl and her boy, and he left the bar. It's same exact, pretty much same exact thing outside of a bar called Friar Tucks in New Orleans, where I ended up sort of cornered, not by ten. But by like at least five dudes who were just like, dude, your boy's fucking dead. And I know we know you came here with them because we saw you get out the fucking car. Where's his car? I will gonna fuck you and all this shit. And my instinct, I flipped it was like, no, dude, I'm with you guys. Fuck him. You fucking, <laughs> he fucking stole money from me. I didn't know he ditched your girl. Let's go find this piece of shit. Fucking let's go get him. And we just yeah. spent the we spent the whole night. We went from that bar. Like we basically bar hopped. I bar hopped with these guys. Who I, we're, we're pretending so to be looking funny. for my friend. We went to like three spots. I was like, he's not here. It's bullshit. Let's get around now. Fuck it. <laughs> hey, you see James? No? Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Tell him he's dead. But the whole time, I know he just went. I just was keeping them away from where he was. But it's just the best way to deal with meatheads. Like, these guys are like meatheads. That's the best, oh, way, to, best way to deal with these guys. I mean, I think your choice was actually fucking way bolder. Because, like, because they, you could have been, it could have been the one guy who's like, are you going to get loud? Well, yeah. I'm with my fucking face, bro. Yeah. But well, I was also yeah. still a l- kind of drunk, so I that that also yeah, I was definitely like, buzzed at that point. So I'm sure that was like, what do I do? And I just had this guttural response to do that, you know? Yeah, I mean, dude, that's 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 why. Like, I mean, it's 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 a fucking thing. There's a certain level. There's a kind of drunk that I feel like you get and I get, which is it has it's a double sided coin because. The, the bad side of it is that it makes you want to drink all the time because you're pretty good at it. <laughs> but the good side is that you're fucking good at it. Like, <laughs> like I don't become crazy. I don't become, like, no. dangerous. I don't start yeah. fucking – I don't become, like, one – you know how some people just become psychos? Absolutely. I get a switch. Like, my switch is I just get tired and will try and find somewhere to sleep it off <laughs> for, like, an hour. I'm like, it's going to take, like, an hour nap. And I wake up yeah. three hours later like, oh, fuck, this was dumb. Yeah. But I got to be fucked up to get there. But for the most part, like, I'm a pretty good drinker. I'm a pretty good drunk. Same here. I think, yeah. I think happy drunk is a way to put it. We're both happy drunks, and then yeah. you put us to bed, and we're, 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 we're good to go. Yeah, and, and we also, because of that, rosacea. And, yes. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> and a certain, as we talked about in the beginning, a certain layer of soft armor that will always be there. Yeah. But I do believe that uh, like in the shit, we're like the drunk guys you want to have around because it's like they'll at least diffuse the situation. Sure. Yeah, I absolutely have done that before too where I'm trying to – Yeah. I did it the other night. We were drunk the other night. A couple guys had a conversation. I'm telling them to calm down. We're like the drunken bomb squad. (laughs) (laughs) Diffusing. Uh, Write that down. That's funny. That's We're really gonna just diffuse a drunk bob somewhere. Hold on, <laughs> wait a second. This guy's arguing with his third cousin. All right, I got this. Yeah, we gotta go in with three of us. Clearly, area. 
But That's give me great. Three, two shots and a fucking <laughs> one tall boy. Give me one tall boy. I'm going to make him share it. <laughs> <laughs> one tall boy, two straws. I'm going to make him share it. <laughs> that's how you're going to do it, dude. It's going to defuse this one. <laughs> Absolutely. That's Wait. that's my MO. That's every time. Yeah. Where's uh where so where can I tell where can I direct the people? You can come check me out and all my shenanigans on uh, Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Shawnee Time, and I have a radio show that's that airs every Wednesday at 4 p.m. on Raw Dog 99 on Sirius Satellite Radio. And I have a podcast called the DYM Podcast that I host with a funny, really funny comedian uh, Andy Fiore, and we it's it's a it's movies and more. We talk mostly about movies, and then we'll bullshit about other stuff too. Uh, yeah. And it's a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, that's a that's about it. Yeah. Andy Fury is the only comic I love Andy the only comic I've ever seen who who has a who got a British haircut I don't know how to describe <laughs> it other than he used to have like longer like almost surfer boy hair yeah, and now he has his haircut where it's like if you started speaking in a British accent I would not be surprised <laughs> he does have kind of a British hair right? like his haircut is so British that I I would accept the reality that he's been lying about being an American for <laughs> he's the like past undercover. decade Right. He's been a spy the whole time. Versus yeah. that he just got a weird haircut that makes him look British. <laughs> <laughs> but ladies and gents and everything, everybody else, please do check out Sean Donnelly. He's one of the funniest, most charismatic, just overall charming, likable, lovable guys on stage. And then have drinks with them afterwards. <laughs> Thank and, you, my friend. Yeah, yeah. And uh, hey, to, to hanging out more when we can again. Yes, definitely. 100%. Indeed. Uh...